Hi everyone and welcome to the Unknown Developer Podcast. I'm Bruno and I'll be your host on this show. On today's episode, I will talk with Sasmita. She is a QA engineer and will share her experiences working on big tech companies as well as in startups. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Unknown Developer Podcast. My guest on today's episode is Sasmita. Hey, Sasmita, how are you? Hi, Bruno. I'm good. How about you? I'm good. Thank you. So, yeah, it's a great pleasure to have you here, and thanks for joining this episode. So, maybe we can start with you telling a bit about yourself, about your passions. So, first of all, Bruno, I would like to thank you for inviting me to your podcast. I'm really glad and looking forward to sharing my experiences via your channel. So, to start with, I'm Sasmita Behra. I'm basically from India and currently staying in Berlin since five years. I have around like nine plus years of experience in quality assurance and currently working in SAP Berlin as a senior quality assurance engineer. In my nine years of experience, I had the opportunity to work with very big MNCs as well as startup companies. So I would say like I had experience working as a loan tester and as well as working in big multicultural team. Like when I come back to me describing as a person, I would say like I'm a happy and a jovial person who always carries a smile on her face, whichever situation it be. And like I'm a great foodie and I love to travel a lot. So you can like tag me as a food traveler and I can even tell you like which are the best and the worst places you can try to eat in the cities by far I have visited. I would say like, yeah, that is all about me. <laughs> yeah, good that you have like experience traveling and going around. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm curious, how, how did you start in working on IT and like, how did you decide to, to go through this uh, QA path in your mm -hmm. career? Um, so to be honest, like IT didn't happen to me by choice. So I was like I was studying electrical engineer back in my college. And during that time, I had imagined myself working for some public sector companies and working in motors or generators or some electrical equipments. But that time, luckily, I would say <laughs> there was a big recession uh, during that time and we didn't have much public sectors coming for campus placements in my college. And then uh, we had all these IT companies coming in and I was recruited in uh, TCS, which is again a big multinational company in India. And then this is how like I entered into uh, IT field. So initially, I just thought that the transition would be really difficult because me being an electrical engineer with a limited knowledge of computers and then moving into IT field, it would be a huge transition for me. But I didn't even realize the transition was so smooth and I was given the first project as a QA engineer. Gradually, 
when i worked into that i started learning i i really liked the work what i did and i felt like okay somewhere it suits my personality and my persona because i like detail oriented some process oriented work and the best part was to ensure a quality of a product so this was what i liked and this is how it happened to me all right cool yeah and well since we already worked together i can guarantee that you're amazing qa and did a really good job thank you <laughs> let's talk a bit about this experience that you have like moving abroad from india to berlin how was that and uh, how how do you like berlin the biggest advantage of me joining into it was that the world was open to me <laughs> so as i told you being a traveler um i wanted to travel and uh, when i joined into the service based companies i had got some on site opportunities but when i switched to some product based companies these on site opportunities were not valid anymore for me so uh, what uh, when i was back in india i thought like i have to keep this dream on and uh, i have to anyway travel abroad so i started searching for jobs uh, via linkedin and some other uh, like job recruiting portals and during that time i was just doing a research like which country would be best for me and then i realized like okay come on europe is really very beautiful and second like you are open to like 28 countries you can visit so it was like more for me so uh, when i started doing some more research and going through quora then i came to like germany is the best country for a work life balance and then um, i just joined gothe classes and i started learning german because uh, i heard like german is really very important so i was just um, doing my a1 course and i was also uh, working during that time with oracle and i was also parallelly applying for jobs so it was really a very difficult phase uh, applying jobs directly from india to germany and uh, I I guess during that time I was applying more than 40 or 50 jobs a day but I was really getting very less calls but at the end of the day I finally got a call I got recruited here in Berlin and I would say like I'm in love with Berlin and that that's the reason like I am still there for 5 years and I'm planning to stay for a lot of years in Berlin Yeah that's nice in the the process like to to move uh, abroad from india was that difficult applying for a visa and all the bureaucracy that we have like here mm-hmm. in berlin how how was this experience for you oh, the experience was i would tag as like a bumpy ride or like a hell of a roller coaster ride because uh, i was having this vision or i had already planned like my dream was to travel abroad but implementing a dream or implementing the plan i haven't imagined that it would be so difficult for me because the first company i was hired with uh, it was a really a small startup company where hr didn't uh, help much so i had to do everything on my own starting from all the bureaucracy stuffs to starting a new house i didn't had any godfather or any known person there and i was the first one to travel from my family so i didn't had any relatives or friends there i would say like uh, thanks to internet because through that i was able to uh, like get in touch with people and 
get to know more things and i started looking for homes and i started doing all these processes so it was a it was a bit difficult but it was really a knowledgeable experience for me i remember there were some times wherein <laughs> i i used to take some i i'll start from my office but i used to take some opposite trains and i will be lost somewhere but then finally i'll be back to my place and I love I would say like it was an adventurous journey for me. Yeah. Yeah, I also have this experience of <laughs> taking the wrong direction of the train. Yes. And that too when you have limited German knowledge as well. That's again a big problem. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I what you you mentioned that like uh, the company didn't help so much and you have to do everything uh, uh, by you. Yeah. Like uh, I have like the the same experience and uh, like there there's like two situations uh, one like uh, at least you figure out those those things and you learn and in the end you can help uh, other people that are coming as well True. and have like the same uh, uh, trouble and yeah I know that a lot of people that come to Berlin or to Germany and the company provide all the support yes. and they end up not knowing really how how to handle those things yes. and and then in the end when they want to do by themselves like they all also have like this process of learning so it's a good point like sometimes that you, you own this process but yeah uh, at least some help yeah also very welcome yes <laughs> but that's a good thing like we learn um, we learn the experiences like staying abroad so now at least i'm a bit confident that okay whichever situation be it be i will be able to easily handle or manage yeah that's right and yeah so you mentioned like twice that you like to travel and what were are the cities that uh, that you went that you found out like uh, really beautiful and uh, like if you have like to move from Berlin uh, in this uh, time that you travel around mm -hmm. like which city you you think it's like uh, similar or comparable mm, I would say um, I have visited like most of the parts of Europe but the best uh, I liked was Santorini or Iceland So if I have to go anywhere except like in Berlin then I would definitely go to either of these places. So Santorini to enjoy my summers uh, to enjoy my summers or winters and like summers only to Iceland. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's focus uh, a bit in your uh, QA career. Mm -hmm. So uh Hey, you told me that uh, you started in India and uh, here in Berlin you are also uh, working as uh, QA, uh, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you have uh, experience both with uh, manual QA and automation? Yes. Yeah, from your experience, like, uh, what do you think it's uh, you need like, to know when we are trying to build the test scenarios? Like, what do you need to know from the product or business and... Uh, Like what are the challenges 
of being a QA. Okay, so uh, as a QA tester, um, first of all, the requirements for us should be clear. If a QA is involved from the beginning of a process, it really makes it easy for us as a team to deliver a quality and as well as a uh, as well as a customer required product so sometimes it happens like the customer requirements are being changing and uh, but the QA is not involved so by the time it comes to us for testing so we don't know what are what is the acceptance criteria or what the customer really wants from the product so this communication gap also uh, is a big challenge so if a QA is involved from the beginning of the process it would really make the process really very easy so that is one among the challenge so i would say like there are many challenges but this is the first challenge which i feel and also do know uh, we have worked together so you must be knowing there are like time deadlines so by the time <laughs> developers gives the QA to the product to test so during that time we have like hectic time schedules and we have to run a lot of scenarios and uh, that uh, during that time pressure to ensure the quality to run all the scenarios and to deliver the customer the product at the right time it becomes very challenging and to overcome that obviously we prioritize it and we run the smoke test cases and we somehow try to prioritize this situation which comes by skill and by knowledge of the product so that is one of the situation uh, like challenge what we face as a QA tester and apart from that I would say like IT field as a whole is a, a such a field where you always have to have the eagerness to learn something more because if you try to become stagnant and don't want to learn anything new it's not for you so it's a process of continuous learning uh, every time there's a change in technology you have to learn new tools you have to learn new technologies and you have to learn new languages so the challenge is always uh, even if there's a transition from manual to automation that's a big challenge and to learn a new language so that has been always really very challenging but we have to be open to technologies tools and learning new skills as well yeah i agree yeah as you mentioned like the uh, good understanding of the product and the business uh, before like start testing it's of course like uh, really important and uh, well, since you, you already work in big companies and also in startups, mm -hmm. how was your experience, uh, like, if you compare, like, a big company to a startup, mm -hmm. like, do you feel like uh, in big companies, they are also trying to uh, have the QA engineer, like, uh, early in this process, like, to learn about the product before start uh, designing these uh, test scenarios and... How, how do you see that? Okay, so um, like most of the big companies which I have worked with, they are following like a hybrid model. So in this hybrid model, what they are doing is they are involving the whole team in these meetings, which happens like bi-weekly and uh, they go through all the requirements which are put in place. And they document it and put it in a common share folder and whichever requirements are being changed, they are continuously updating the document so that everyone is in the same page. 
so this is what one thing what they do uh, in the big companies or they prepare kind of a, like a requirement traceability matrix wherein uh, these all requirements are being traced to the particular test cases and scenarios and they try to somehow document it and if they are unable to keep a documentation of it so whenever uh, there are some stories which are created so they define properly like what is the acceptance criteria of this uh, particular story or this particular requirement so this is how we are like in the big companies they have managed by by far so till now yeah yeah sounds sounds good yeah yeah and uh, from your experience this uh, this way of working uh, how how do you feel like working in this way because you Like you know, you need to like go there also, always and see what was the change log and the documents or the and the documentation. So, so do you think it's a a, a good way uh, to work or like in your experience, like with startups, you suggest like a different way? Yeah, in startups, the process are really very fast, and there's like. Um mostly they follow this continuous development and integration process so there is not much documentation they follow but in bigger companies they mostly follow a lot of process and lot of documentation which really slows up the process but at the end of the day yeah um, it really the quality of the product is really i would say um, like everyone is in the same page and the quality is also i would say I won't say it is better, but yeah, everyone is aware of what are the requirements and what is going through. But at the end of the day, it's really very slow process. So I would, in my suggestion as a QA tester, if an acceptance criteria is defined while a tester is testing, then it would be the best advantage, whether it be a startup or whether it be a big company. So the QA team should be clear what's the acceptance criteria. So there is no backlog or no no requirements which needs to be clarified and no blockage. All right. Yeah. Also, you were mentioning about the QA engineer receiving the product test later. Mm -hmm. So I believe the developer should deliver stuff yes. <laughs> early as possible <laughs> to help the QA engineers, right? Yeah, and in this this point also, I would like to mention that uh, there's always the friction between the developers and the QA. So one among the challenges, like QA, is really a very difficult job because we are trying to find a loophole in one of the um, like one of the codes which you are developing. So there is always kind of a friction between the developer and the tester. So in case we keep the communication good and we take it in a professional way rather than taking it personally, it would really be a good uh, um, way to handle it professionally and to deliver a quality product to the customers. Yeah, I totally agree on that. And yeah, what, what do you think it's like a, a healthy relationship between... Uh, developers in QAs like how, how it would be uh, it always depends like uh, in case like being a QA myself I have to put it uh, if I find out a defect or if I find out a loophole in some uh, like in a developer's work then I have to put it in a really very professional way so that uh, he is also he doesn't get offended or he doesn't take it personally Uh, rather than everything should happen like in a professional way to keep this communication strong and in case if there is some friction then 
maybe the product owners can pitch in or the scrum masters or the managers can pitch in to to remove this friction i guess but in my opinion it's better like if a developer and a tester have always a good relationship and to take it in a professional way rather than taking it personally because our job is to find defects and to find loopholes so that is the job what we are doing and developers their job is to like fix the part of the work which is a problematic and yeah they should they are also doing the work so no offense to anyone it's just a profession we are doing, following yeah that's right I totally agree with that. In a perfect world, we will receive like uh, a story with all the acceptance criteria well described and all the requirements there. But like sometimes from startups, we don't have like some uh, detailed documentation. Yeah. And we need to try to work with what we have. So <laughs> yes. I guess like our job as developers and QAs like to support each other to deliver a good product in uh, a well-designed and well-developed uh, way. Yeah, I do agree, Bruno, because at the end of the day, a quality product comes from a good teamwork only. <laughs> yeah, since you, you've been working with, uh, you mentioned like about uh, as a QA, you also I always need to be uh, uh, updated on the technologies that uh, uh, companies are using. Mm-hmm. And so what, what do you think it's the tools that a QA engineer needs to know? This question is really a very generic question because nowadays there are many open source tools which are in the market and depending on the project requirement and the technologies what they are using, they can like use the products uh, like the tools and the technologies but as far as in my experience the common use tools are like jira for the project management what they are currently using and um, there are like test management tools uh, the companies are using like test rail if it's an open source they can take some open source tool as well or like alm for web application testing maybe selenium nowadays cypress they are using a lot because i guess the test execution is really very faster but selenium is like an evergreen product and it has been used for a very long time now and it's continually they are using it and also api testing nowadays testing team is also doing the api uh, application programming interface testing so maybe postman soap ui or rest assure depending on the project requirements in my experience i would say these tools um like must kind of but it depends at the end and like big companies they are developing their own internal tools nowadays so for company compliances they don't need to take any other tools from outside or open source tools so it depends again interesting yeah i didn't know that well let's go back up uh, about your career so uh, uh, what do you think it's the usual career path for a, a qa engineer qa is a such kind of a field wherein uh, you have like both aspects like a technical aspect as well as management aspect so in case uh, as a qa you are more interested into coding and development uh, you are you always can move into qa automation role or into development role 
and if you want more to go into this product line then maybe you you can switch between like a ba business analyst role or a product lead role product management role so personally me i would say like whichever field you are more comfortable to a qa can always uh, like choose his or her path yeah, and since like usually the qa engineer also needs to have a good knowledge about the product yes. and the business of the company so uh, yeah, probably this path to go to a uh, product uh, management or or something it's uh, sometimes sounds uh, interesting and like you've been preparing yourself like in your career like having to to understand those those kind of uh, things so in uh, yeah what 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 will be the the steps for for your career so um now with these nine years of experience into quality assurance in jira i think like I have already gained this knowledge and now I want to implement it in a much better way so maybe uh, if I can put in these experience into a management role so I would like love to explore in that particular area so I would see myself two or three years down the lane maybe like a business analyst or like head as a product owner of the team all right yeah it sounds yeah. great good progress in, yeah and we had really very inspiring models in our in our team bruno as you must be aware so seeing then i i was also really very inspired to take up this role yeah i know who you're yeah. talking about <laughs> <laughs> and I, i totally agree yes. <laughs> yeah so uh, we are like unfortunately reaching the end of the show <laughs> and Yeah, I'd like to know if you have anything else like to share or to comment like the stage is yours. So it was pleasure talking to you Bruno and I would just say like you had been the best developer by far I have met till in my experience and I would just wish you all the best for your new journey and your new new start and thanks for inviting me to your podcast. Oh, thank you very much. Uh Yeah, the other developers will be jealous. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> It was a great pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much to join. It was really nice to talk to you and I wish all the best for your career and for your life and keep traveling. It's a way, good way to go. It's corona time. <laughs> yeah, when you are allowed to travel. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Unknown Developer podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show and had the opportunity to learn something new. See you on the next one.